The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports today here on SportsGrid. It is 1 o'clock here on the East 12 Central. I'm Craig Mish along with George Kurtz. We've got you for the next hour. If you miss any of our show, you can catch it on demand on YouTube as we reviewed last night's NFL game. And George, unfortunately, not one game this weekend that we saw that we can really look at and say, wow, what a landmark game for the NFL in the Super Wildcard weekend. So naturally, that makes me believe we're getting something this weekend coming up as we sort of shift our focus away from the games that happened to the games that did. And doesn't it feel like that Raiders-Bengals game was like two weeks ago already? <laughs> it feels like it. I don't even remember it happening. Yeah, first game of the weekend. It might have been the best game. Actually, I should say it might have been. I think it was the best game of the weekend yeah. as well. It's amazing how things are. And that was a good game. I wouldn't call it a great game at all, but that was a good game. But things went downhill after that. Yeah, we really didn't. I mean, look, your, your Dallas Cowboys was, you know, actually a fun game to watch. But if you were a Cowboys, oh, game, yeah. it really was It's a joy. So, not so much. Replay all right, let's get to our headline here on the show on this Tuesday, the 18th of January, 2022. Two games in the NBA tonight, so we're really going to have to get some help from Brett Levy to pick a a good uh, slate tonight. We had that great slate yesterday on Martin Luther King Day, but uh, Minnesota Knicks and Detroit Golden State. Hurricanes Bruins tonight in the eight-game NHL slate. And how about this story? Juan Soto's brother verbally agrees to join the Washington Nationals in terms of an inter- international agreement. And so two Sotos in the lineup for Washington in a few years, probably three or four years, but still crazy. Well, actually, maybe Juan Soto's gone for free agency. And then in college basketball tonight, top 25 action, we've got Iowa State taking on Texas Tech. That's one of the main games there. But can you imagine that, George? Like, it's already, it's already tough enough to face Juan Soto. And look, his brother is 16 years old. So uh, let's be clear. This is definitely not happening when he's 16. It's definitely not happening when he's 17. But I am reminded, instead of saying that, oh, it's impossible for him to play when he is 19 or 20 years old in the big leagues, uh, this is exactly what happened with Juan Soto, right? Juan Soto got to the big leagues at a very young age. The thing with Juan Soto, though, I don't, I'm sure you remember this, George, is that in order for him to make his big league debut when he did, a lot of things needed to happen. First of all, uh, Victor Robles was supposed to be better than Juan Soto, if you remember. That's the first thing. The second thing is that Victor Robles got hurt, and so basically what they did is they just played Howie Kendrick, and then Howie Kendrick got hurt, and they had no one else. So they called up Juan Soto, and that's how he made his Major League debut. But I can't see Elian Soto making his debut at 16. I think we're going to check back with me in two years from now. 
I think I'll say three. Three would be my over-under, and I would probably still take the over on that before he gets there. Uh, just because uh, Juan came up at so, such an early age and is a great talent here doesn't mean Elion will as well. We don't know that for sure. And uh, listen, I don't even know what the new – when they do get a new CBA, I don't know what the new rules are going to be. Are they going to want to hold him back a year or two if he's a top prospect to gain extra year's leverage? Hopefully they get rid of that stupid uh, stuff there. But I'll take uh, – I think I'll go over three. He's only 16. Even three means he's coming up at 19. What are the percentages of players who have come up at 19? You know, it's well under – I mean, it's, it's a fraction of a percent. Fraction of a percent here. So I'll take the over there. Uh, and you said it. He may play in the, in the majors, but the way Watson is, a little cheap. It may not be with his brother anyway. Juan could be on the move yeah. by then. I, I mean, I, I think the thing with the Nationals, and again, we're so far outside comfort zone here, knowing, as you mentioned, what's going to happen with teams, is that, George, the Nationals may rebuild this year as we welcome in our radio audience here to Fantasy Sports Today on Sports Grid, Craig Mish, George Kurtz. But the reality for the Nationals is that you would imagine that it's short, short-lived. Because in order to keep so, I mean, Soto's the one guy that they've chosen to keep here at this point. And if they do want to keep him long term, they're going to have to show him, hey, like we're willing to win. Turner is gone. Bryce Harper is gone. By that time, I mean, I, I guess they'll keep having to pay Corbin in Strasburg. But if they can get out from under that, those guys will be gone. And then the one player that I know Nationals fans were upset that they let go was uh, Anthony Rendon. I mean, think about the, that championship team. This was only 2019, two years ago, three years ago. But they're going to have to completely replenish George if they're going to want to win for Soto. And I think that will be the key as to whether or not he signs. And you're talking Soto. Assuming the, uh, the uh, whatever, the monetary uh, part of the CB doesn't get blown completely, that starts at $400 million. And by then, we're talking three, four years down the line, it was half a billion dollars. Would that shock anybody? Everyone's going to want this guy. All right? You're talking about a left-handed power hitter? You know, there was a demand in, the, uh, in baseball. So, uh, yeah. I say four hundred million. I think that's on the low side. That's a minimum what he's going to get. You said it. They don't like to play uh, pay their players. Turner's gone. Rendon gone. Harper's gone. You know he's he might be better than all of them, but these were all yeah. top top players, and they let them all go. Yeah, no, they they have, and 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 look, they did a pretty good job replenishing, but it just got to the point this season where uh, you know it's time to start over. But it is going to be a rough go of it for Washington. Uh, now that Max Scherzer is, is I, we assume, not going to be back in a Washington uh, uniform ever again now that he is with the New York Mets. All right, we uh, will take a break here on the show. we come back next. George will take a little uh, hiatus. We'll bring in Brett. We'll go through this massive two-game slate tonight in the NBA. Of course, we've got fantasy and reality on deck. We also have free agency about to hit in the NFL only a few months away. We'll talk about some of the potential tight ends that are out there as well. And for those of you who can't get enough of fantasy sports today during the week, you're in luck because Sunday morning, Joe Pizapia, Matt Stryker, and myself have your previews of Sunday football this and every single Sunday all the way through the Super Bowl at 8 a.m. Eastern right here on SportsGrid. We hope to see you then. We'll take a brief time out here on the show. NBA discussion coming up next. Stay on the grid as we preview tonight's daily fantasy schedule. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com ah the sweet sound of sports you love from sling the collide of football pads 
the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now, there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet, with faster speeds rolling out every day, and internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. So, while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement, while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next-generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. And welcome back. Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. Of course, yesterday we were treated to 12 games in the NBA on the Martin Luther King holiday yesterday, which was just fantastic. From noon all the way through midnight, we had games going on. I wonder even if our producer, Brett Levy, had a chance to even watch any of these, because of, as those of you know who are loyal watchers and listeners on Sports Grid Radio, Brett actually, uh, for the first time I think since I've worked with Brett, uh, took a lot of time off. Like, he actually was gone for more than, like, a day or an hour. I don't think they allow him here at Sports Grid. They have him, like, in this cubicle where he can't leave. Uh, but Brett was gone last week. Congratulations on... Uh, on your bachelor party. Congratulations, Brett, on making it back from the bachelor party. I didn't I didn't even think that you would. I was a little worried. Is the wedding still going to be on? You know, things get out of hand a little bit in those crazy bachelor parties from what I hear. Not that I know. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun, Craig. Uh, spent a few days skiing and snowboarding, hit up a few bars. And uh, as you know, Craig, you can, you can do this sports wagering out in uh, Colorado. So I didn't miss a beat. <laughs> I uh, had all the fun gambling on the college and uh, NBA games and then obviously the NFL playoffs as well. So it was a, a really fun week and, uh, you know, happy to be back here at SportsGrid getting ready for a Tuesday night's uh, only two-game NBA slate. But, Craig, we got some good news right as the second hour of our show is starting. Steph Curry isn't on the injury report for tonight, mm -hmm. so at least we get Steph Curry. At least we get Steph Curry if they're only going to get right. two games. Well, listen. At least, at least we, uh, at least we get one good game of the two. Although it's to be determined. Um, okay, so before we get to tonight's slate, because there is only two games, and you and I are going to chat here for ten minutes. Uh, what any any big takeaways from the games that uh, that happened yesterday? I mean, outside of my Miami Heat watching, it's really hard for me to focus on anything else. Yeah, well, the biggest story yesterday, obviously, Kevin Durant going down with a knee injury, and then. Comes out that it's going to be about four to six weeks, Craig, without Kevin Durant. So uh, Kyrie Irving gives an update on his vaccination status and, uh, you know, seems to stand pretty firm where he's going to be. It doesn't matter that the Nets might need him a little more to get through this stretch without their best player. Also came out yesterday, Craig, that James Harden may be open to uh, quote-unquote relocating. So uh, that's very interesting with his free agency looming. 
He is not re-signed. I believe Kevin Durant is the only one uh, still under contract through the season. So all this coming up uh, at the All-Star break with the trade deadline, Craig, should make for a lot of drama. I know that wasn't an on-court story, but... But that definitely piqued the attention of everyone. Um, you know, these are three of the biggest names in sports, and they all made a little news yesterday. So, uh, and and they lost to Cleveland. So, uh, just a tough day in Nets land. Yeah, I, w- I would say that the on-court uh, story. I mean, for me, from what I saw, was uh, Russell Westbrook dunking on Rudy Gobert, and uh, that was that to me was the highlight that I saw yesterday. That at least made the social media rounds for sure. By the way, Lakers come into town here in South Florida, uh, and LeBron James's return this weekend. It was funny. I was I was dropping my son off at school today, Brett. And I, and he's never, you know, he's now into football a little bit. I was thinking maybe I would maybe, cause I could get tickets for the game to the, for the heat and Lakers. And a couple of things occurred to me. First of all, I don't know. Do I really want to go like the old George Kurtz saying, you know, do I really want to go to the game? That's number one. And number two, the, the, the fear that I would have uh, Brett is that he doesn't play, you know, like you just never know in the NBA anymore when players are going to play. It's like, can I make that decision now? It feels like that's like a walk-off decision for me on Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern. But these are things I have to deal with, not you. All right, uh, two-game slate tonight, Brett. Let, who, what are we looking at tonight in DFS? Who, who do we got in the in your uh, selections? Yeah, so um, it's a two-game slate. Pretty easy to get Steph Curry in your lineup. I might even suggest definitely doing that. But I had uh, uncertainty when I was making this lineup, Craig. So Steph Curry is not in my backcourt, although – I do have some leftover money where I'm able to go replace a few guys and go get them before this thing tips off uh, tonight. But I'll start off with Patrick Beverly. He's the starting point guard for the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think that'll be a good competitive game between Minnesota and New York. So I think he'll play uh, a pretty good amount of minutes there. Alec Burks for the Knicks. Uh, He's been handling a lot of the ball handling duty with Kemba out. Kemba may be coming back. It seems like he's a game-time decision for this one. Derrick Rose, also a game-time decision for this one. Uh, so uh, we'll just have to keep our eyes on what's going on in the Knicks' backcourt as well. Clay Thompson, um, kind of buying low, Craig. Hasn't been the smoothest return to the court, but he's still playing about 20 minutes a night, getting plenty of shots up. Uh, you know, He's still touching the basketball on offense, so has assist opportunities as well. And then Malik Beasley coming off the bench for the um, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Again, this is a guy, you know, I was kind of spending down here, keeping some money in my bankroll just in case Steph came off tonight. So Malik Beasley, I'll probably find a way to replace him, maybe spend down for a Pistons guard. Um, You can always go with uh, uh, Saban Lee off the uh, Pistons bench. There's a chance Frank Jackson might be in there tonight as well. So Maybe I save a few dollars with uh, a Detroit Pistons guard instead because that game is probably going to be a blowout going up against Golden State. Uh, maybe some fast-paced scoring opportunities. And then we go over to the front court, Craig. Uh, I really love Anthony Edwards as a scorer in this league. I think it's gonna we're going to look back on that draft, and it's very possible LaMelo Ball might be the best player. But it's going to be very hard to say the Timberwolves made a mistake taking Anthony Edwards. He's that good, too. Sadiq Bey going to play big minutes tonight for Detroit. Uh, probably going to play north of 28 minutes, probably in the 30-minute range. Julius Randle going up against Minnesota. Uh, not a particularly great matchup, but if Mitchell Robinson's back in the lineup, 
or if he's getting some minutes with Taj Gibson, he may be down at the four, Craig, and that'll help him uh, have a matchup advantage versus a disadvantage going up against Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, Towns is a guy that's in my lineup. Love him a lot tonight. Knicks uh, looked very small the other day um, against Charlotte without their bigs, so uh, definitely opportunity for Towns to dominate, and it's a coming home game for Carl Anthony Towns from the New York, New Jersey area, so uh, a little extra meaning for him. And then Kevon Looney starting uh, center for the Golden State Warriors to close out the lineup. Craig gets power forward eligibility. And um, look, I just don't think that game's going to be very close. So maybe he gets 25 minutes and, uh, you know, grabs a few rebounds for me, Craig. And we, we hit our 20 fantasy points and we just uh, stay pretty happy. In, in five years from now, who, who do you think will end up being the better player? Will it be Edwards or LaMelo Ball? What do you think? Uh, well, I, it's hard to say, but I think LaMelo, uh, what separates him from Edwards is his ability to pass, right? He's such a great passer. Um, Edwards, you know, probably the better scorer, right? Probably was going to average more points per game during his career. Uh, LaMelo's stat sheet might look a little more stuffed. Maybe he's over a steal and a half a game. Maybe he's, you know, five rebounds, five assists type of player. So, uh, I, I think both teams are going to be pretty happy with what they have, uh, different types of players. But um, look, LaMelo has been sensational for, for Charlotte. Uh, they are a really good team. Miles Bridges looks like a certified all-star for the Hornets. So, uh, But they're, they're going in the right direction, Craig. Both these franchises you know, hit on those draft picks. And uh, obviously in the NBA, a rebuild can be boosted quite quickly if you hit on your draft picks. Yeah, that they do. That's the key. Waiting for the Sacramento Kings to do that once in the next 20 years. Brett, thank you very much for popping on and giving us your picks. And uh, you and Davis tomorrow can go through the NBA on a much better slate than we have today. Thanks again. Welcome back to the show. We'll continue on here on Sports on Fantasy Sports Today. It's coming up next. Time for us to take a look at some of the free agency in the NFL. I wish we were doing uh, Carlos Correa and some of the baseball free agents, but they can't sign with anyone during this lockout. So a uh, clearer path right now for the NFL to have guys uh, out and about and signed. So we'll touch on this. Coming up next, we'll look at the Cowboys, the Miami Dolphins, and some other teams as well. So stay on the grid with us as George joins me back here next. Great, great. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. The future starts now. 
Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Welcome back. Fantasy Sports Today. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at SportsGrid and at SportsGridTV for the latest news, notes, information, of course, picks against the spread, and everything that we do here. 18 hours of live coverage a day of sports. This will be a huge weekend in the NFL with the four games going on Saturday and Sunday. Great time to start following us if you're not already at SportsGrid and at SportsGridTV. How, how much time, George, do you spend a day on Twitter? How, how, much, how much time a day would you say? Oh God, it's it's multiple hours. All right, uh, it's how I get a lot of my information. You follow the right people, the right uh, writers, Craig Mish, yeah. uh, and stuff. You'll find out the information you want to find out. Uh, my guess would be between three to four minimum. Yeah, I'm a lot less than that. I, I think people assume that because during like baseball season and free agency that I'm that I'm so active. Um, but I don't know. Like, I, I just, when I have something to say, I usually pop up in there and do it. And when I hear that there's, you know, something happening in sports, I usually get a text from somebody and then I go ahead and I check my phone. Uh, I'm going to say, how much time a day am I on there? Total time? Probably, am I on there an hour? Well, that, that would feel like a lot. Somewhere between 30 minutes to an hour, I would say. I just, I miss, I guess I just miss things during the day. But when I'm on this, when I'm on these shows, it's definitely an hour. Got to make sure that I catch. I have to, I have to catch up. You know, I, I like I said, I, I haven't been on now since we started the show. It's twelve o'clock. So once the show's over, I got to go past my last two hours to find out what's going on here. It's just how I'll do things. Uh, I just got to catch up on the news. I'm a news junkie. I like to know what's going on. I got it. I got it. No problem. Listen, I got to catch up on Wordle too. Everybody's posting their Wordles. You got to make sure you, you know. Every, I don't even know what in the world's going on with this Wordles. Everybody's posting stuff. That sounds like a good fantasy of reality, by the way. Have you done this Wordle? I have not done it yet. I don't know what it is. I've heard of it, but I have no idea what it is. Shocking, I know. Yeah. It's like some word game or something like that. I, I, my, oh, I, I told, it's funny. I told my daughter about it, so she started to do it. She's like, "Dad, you should do it and post it every day on Twitter." I'm like, "No, I am not going to do that. I don't even care." Why, why, why would I do that? All right, how did we get so far off track? I'm not sure. It must be Brett Levy's fault. All right, so now let's get back on track. All right, tight ends. Let's take a look at the free agency situation. In a few months from now, we're going to have some uh, free agent tight ends out there. And boy, did Dalton Schultz really <laughs> make a case for a massive contract this offseason, George. As you remember, a couple of years ago, Blake Jarwin was the tight end of the future for the Dallas Cowboys, if I'm not mistaken. And Jarwin got hurt, then he got hurt again. And this guy, Dalton Schultz, comes in. Everyone's picking him up off the fantasy waiver wire. Everyone is actually keeping him in Dynasty Leagues too. Will the Dallas Cowboys end up ponying up for Dalton Schultz? Will they pivot somewhere else? Boy, this this feels like bad team, big contract all over here, George, that someone's going to pay Dalton Schultz a lot of money. You probably just said it. Bad, I don't think it'll be with the Cowboys because they can't afford it. Uh, they did. They paid uh, Blake Jarwin before he tore his ACL, and now he missed uh, you know all of last uh, season. Came back this year, and but Schultz had already sort of uh, you know, dominated that position. One thing Schultz doesn't do well is block. You know, Jarwin is a better run block here, and some people do, do think that's why the Dallas run game suffered uh, so much because of that. But uh, it's going to be Schultz. He'll be gone. Cowboys going to make a lot of changes here. They can't. They're already over the cap right now. Cooper may have to go too. Schultz will be on another team here. I think I think you said it'll be a team where, oh, really? You're going to that team. You know, let's say Jacksonville. They they're desperate for a tight end. Perfect. Okay, you got your money. But man, your number is gonna suffer. Jets, 
Jacksonville, Giants. I mean, one of these teams is that's going nowhere. He's going to end up there. 104 targets. That's a lot. for It's too many, by the way, in a Dallas offense. It shouldn't even be that many. But I'm with you. Uh, I, look, listen, I had him last year in virtually every league because I grabbed him the second that he became available. And before Dak got hurt, it looked like this was going to be it was a huge year for Dalton Schultz. And Dak got hurt. He wasn't quite the same. But it is interesting to note that they did value Jarwin over him. I wonder if there's still room to give Jarwin a another chance next year. So we'll see. Uh, okay, so uh, Miami is is also in a similar predicament that you could say because they essentially have no backup tight end to Mike Gusecki. And when Gusecki was drafted a few years ago, George, if you remember his first year, he looked like a complete bust. He wasn't big enough. He couldn't block. He couldn't catch. It, you know, it looked like Adam Gase took him, and it was it was just a bad pick. Then all of a sudden. Tua comes to town, and and now all of a sudden Tua has found essentially, if not a favorite target, because Waddle's probably the favorite target, he's found a secondary target. Look how many targets, 112 on the season for him. 73 catches, 780 receiving yards, and two touchdowns. But this is an intriguing one, George, because Gusecki is probably more valuable for the Dolphins than he will be somewhere else. So... Could I see them giving him a one-year deal, two-year deal to stay? Gasecki looking around and coming back? Yeah, I mean, I could think that there's a chance of that. But I guess the question I'd have for you is, is there some team, again, willing to overpay and say what we saw the last year and a half was real, not the first year or two of his career? I think you define this pretty well. He's a tough one. He's a tough one because I don't think he's that game-breaking tight end. Uh, but I don't, and I don't think Miami can really afford to lose him too. They need to build up around Tua, right? Do you really want to lose a target to him? You don't have a lot of them, so I think it's a tough call here all around. Is he going to price himself out of Miami? They're not going to like what he's going to get. Is another team going to pony up? And you know, Schultz, I think will do some damage for another team. He's a, he's a good receiving one. Is another team going to pony up for Gasicki that kind of money? When Miami's like, no, no. But losing one of their targets is rough here. In the end, I'm going to say he stays with Miami, but I think this is a tricky one for both sides. Yeah, and and the thing with uh, with, with Gasecki is too is that he could enter another offense, make make a lot of money, and not have the same productivity that he had in Miami because in general, a lot of what Gasecki did was a direct result of two things happening for the Dolphins this season. And you may not correlate them, but let's be real. Will Fuller didn't play the entire year. So targets were going Gasecki's way. Devontae Parker, when he was off the field, targets are going Gasecki's way. Next year, you would assume that Miami is going to try and replace Fuller. Uh, Parker's going to be a free agent again. Is there a chance that they go into next year with Waddle as the primary guy and nothing else? You know that's not happening, George. So I think that your point is well taken. One-year deal, two-year deal, bring Gasecki back, see if you can continue to develop him as they've done a really good job of that since his first year in the NFL. And then finally, we have really one of the nice stories, I think, in the NFL this season. Zach Ertz, who was an afterthought in our fantasy football drafts. George, nobody was interested in taking him. Not only did he perform for Philadelphia, he performed very well for Arizona. Now that came to a crashing halt last night, only had a few catches on a few targets. But in the end, 74 receptions and five touchdowns, Essentially, in fantasy, that's a back-end tight end one these days in fantasy football. Uh, the Cardinals didn't have the same targets that they normally would have. Hopkins was out. A.J. Green is like a shell at this point. Probably shouldn't even, you know, probably won't be back. But uh, the Cardinals also have never valued that position. 
It's funny, George Davis and I have talked about this throughout the show. Can you even name a Cardinals viable tight end in the last 10, 15 years outside of Earth? I can't do it. Maybe this is the time things change, or maybe Earth's heads to greener pastures, but he certainly is not going to get more than a one or two year deal anywhere. No, I think a two-year deal is coming for Ertz. Maybe there'll be an option for a three if he hits certain milestones there. That certainly wouldn't shock me here. And I I asked the same question that you asked. Did Arizona see enough to re-sign him? Because as you said, 10, 15, you can maybe go back 20, 25 years before you can think of a Cardinals uh, tight end that was fantasy-worthy year in, year out. Ertz would be that guy with Kyler Murray. Uh, I just don't know if they're going to want to pay the money for that. You know, They're going to have other needs they're going to have to go to. You know, Did Ertz show them enough? In my mind, he did. The only reason why Ertz was an afterthought in Philadelphia as far as fantasy terms is concerned is because of Dallas Goddard. And we knew he was the number one. Ertz was being uh, – he was going to be boxed out. And we thought he'd be, he might be traded during the preseason. That's really what we thought, right? Because they were you – know, the Eagles were so – had so many cap problems. They were going to have to move from Ertz. It was going to be a, a giveaway year anyway. So get as many draft picks as you can, all that stuff here. So I think Ertz uh, proved himself that, yeah, I can still play the game. He's not going to get a long-term contract. He's not Travis Kelsey or anything like that, but he's a good receiving tight end. As you said, fantasy-wise, he's probably top 10. You know, there aren't very many good uh, tight ends out there. I think in the end, he's going to stay with Arizona. Yeah, well, I mean, look, he's he proved he could still play. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Uh, I, I personally don't think he's getting two years from any team. I, I think it will be one year. Uh, you know, there was some thought that maybe he wasn't even going to play last year. No one even really knew for sure, but he was healthy. The other part of Ertz's game that really was eye-opening this year, and, and he didn't make some of them, but, George, you remember those, like, acrobatic catches. He made a lot of really athletic catches uh, this year and, and non-catches, too. So I, I think that some team could take a chance. Maybe it's Arizona or, or someone else. But uh, do, you, do you think next year in the first two rounds we're going to get tight ends drafted as high as we did in the past? We had three in the first two rounds last year. I'm not one of those guys. I can't do it. Uh, I understand the theory behind it, but you, if you do that, you need that tight end to hit. You know, if it's a Travis Kelsey this year, he didn't hit. You know, he was no. one of those tight ends that everybody was taking high. Mark it, and he did wallet. Mark Andrews did hit, but we didn't really we put him down a little bit because he dropped so many passes last year, and then he went ballistic this year. Right? We wish we had uh, taken him in the first two rounds. So it's not me. I can't do it. I do think, for me personally, yeah, next year maybe the year though where I'm going to start shying away from the running back. You know, they just get hurt too much. They just – it's almost like doing a dartboard throw. Oh, maybe he stays healthy. Maybe he doesn't. You know, I think I'm going to end up going towards the wide receivers. It's what the NFL wants you to do anyway. They want to throw that ball over the place. Yeah, they also want you to uh, give the ball to the referee and not put it on the ground, George. No offense. But Thanks. That's what they want Thanks. you to do too. It doesn't always work out that way. All right. Uh, so uh, we got Fantasy Reality on deck and the Sports Grid 60 as we get ready to wrap up our show here for this Tuesday to set you up for the rest of the week for those of you who are tuning in. Tomorrow, George is back in the house with Davis Maddock. Lots of preview of the NBA and an early look at the uh, games this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I'll be back with you guys with Davis on Thursday. On Thursday, uh, we'll look at the player props for the Saturday NFL games. And then on Friday, we will look at the player props for the Sunday NFL games. Our buddy Jim Sanis will be with us. We'll also preview the first big uh, golf tournament of the season in the PGA that's coming up this week as well. So plenty to talk about here on FST. Hopefully you're with us. We'll be right back. Okay. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found you. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Houston Texans general manager Nick Casario, as we were starting the show today, was doing an interview on Sports Talk Radio in Houston. Uh, Made a couple of notes, George, worth talking about before we get to fantasy reality. One was that uh, he said it appears as though Deshaun Watson has has played his last game in Houston, which I think we can expect. Also that they're open to trading the third overall pick in the draft. So naturally, George, here on Sports Grid and on Fantasy Sports Today, I don't know what's going to be more insufferable, the lockout or Deshaun Watson trade talk. I'm not sure which one yet. What do you think? Oh, God. I'm going to say the lockout because it's, it's just depressing. But we're going to hear a lot about Deshaun Watson ball, uh, trade talk. Every team I could possibly he could go to. Uh, my guess is Carolina, by the way. I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers if they work out a trade for him because they need a quarterback there. I think Matt Rule knows. He doesn't get a quarterback. He's done. He's lucky. He's probably lucky he's coming back next season. So, uh, but thanks, Casario, for telling me that Watson's not going to play for the Texans. Thanks. That's that's news breaking. I would have never thought that from this year. Thank you very much. I'll let, I'll let him know your opinion on Thank that. Uh, okay, Brett is back in the house, and he was this weekend. All he was doing was thinking of when I come back on Tuesday, I got to have some great questions for fantasy or reality. So let's see what he came up with. <laughs> All right. Well, Craig, I knew I was going to have George on my first day back in the office, and the Bruins did too because Willie O'Ree, the player who broke the color color barrier in the NHL, is getting his jersey retired tonight by the Boston Bruins. Uh, It's obviously a big moment for the league and for the franchise. They've only retired quite a few jerseys, I think only like five or six. So, George, we'll start with you for this one. Willie O'Ree's jersey retirement is the most important in NHL history. Is this a fantasy or reality? Yeah, for those who don't know, don't know, Willie O'Ree broke the NHL's color barrier. Uh, I don't know the year, but it was quite a while. Obviously, quite a while ago here. Watching a documentary with him yesterday, he didn't even know when he played. He didn't know that he broke the barrier. He didn't know until the next day when he read about it. So I, I found that kind of interesting here. Uh, is it the most important? Is a jersey retirement ever really all that important? I mean, we, we like them as fans, right? I know I liked it when the uh, 
you know, with the Yankees or the Highlanders when they uh, or the Cowboys put them in the Ring of Honor. Yeah, I think I like the ceremonies and all that. I don't know why I'd say it's all that important. Uh, is it the most important? Maybe it was Gretzky for what he did for the uh, for the game. Could have been Lemieux, same thing. Um, you can go on and on here. What's more important here? Uh, I would probably go Gretzky because, you know, I think they needed, the Angels needed someone like that to sort of bring the game more mainstream. Even now, let's face it, I love hockey. I'm the first person to tell you it's by far the fourth sport that we will worry about, right? And it's baseball, football, basketball. I mean, you, ESPN got rid of hockey at one time because poker had better ratings. Think about that. <laughs> poker had better. And I like watching poker, but uh, that's, you know, I'm, I'm a weird guy. So uh, I'd probably go maybe Gretzky's more than Willie O'Ree's, but still, it's important uh, for what he did and what he more than likely had to go through, what the players, well, African-American players still go through uh, this day and age. So I'd say it's important, most important, I would probably take the field. Yeah, and um, here's my question, because I'm not familiar. Was uh, was Willie O'Ree a good uh, NHL player, George, back in the day? Like, statistically, I know this is before both of our times, essentially, but was he good? I have no idea. Was he a good player? I think he was solid, not, certainly not a superstar, probably not a guy who's going to make the All-Star uh, game year in, year out, but just a solid okay. player. Yeah, I'm just curious. Yeah. Um, yeah, so look, it's supremely important. Um, you know, breaking the color barrier in Major League Baseball, as everyone knows, uh, was, was you know, a, a life-altering event for this country, for this world, and, and, you know, obviously the most important event probably in the history of Major League Baseball. The other part of this, too, is the reason why I asked is Jackie Robinson was great. You know, Jackie Robinson is an unbelievable player. And uh, and motivated all of these kids to you know become like uh, Jackie Robinson uh, with Willie O'Ree. While it is obviously supremely important and probably just as important as any of the other players have been retired, this hasn't really led to a groundswell of African American kids uh, joining and playing in the NHL. So uh, at the top, yeah, it's probably number one, but it's a tie. Like there's others. Like you mentioned Wayne Gretzky. I mean, come on. I mean that guy completely changed the way that we viewed the NHL, even more so than Mario Lemieux. So I will say fantasy. Uh, it definitely is not up there alone, but it could be up there with a lot of the other things that have happened in the league. You got me? Yesterday, yep, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers spoke to the media and Juju Smith-Schuster mentioned that it would be a blessing for the Steelers to bring him back if he was brought back by the Steelers. So, Craig, we'll start with you for this one. The Steelers should bring back Juju Smith-Schuster. Is this a fantasy or reality? I, I, I mean, it, it is hard for me to project a contract for Juju Smith-Schuster at this point. Two years ago, if you would have said to me, He's going to be a free agent in 2022. What will he get? I would have said, I don't know, top five wide receiver money in the NFL. But he's been hurt. Last year he came back, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, on a one-year deal after he couldn't get a multi-year deal. Deontay Johnson is the clear number one. They'll get Chase Claypool going in the right direction. He'll be the clear number two. So if Juju wants to come back and be the three, okay, fine. But I don't know, George, you know. Put him in a Washington jersey. You could see it now. You know, like it's. I, I don't think it's happening. So should fantasy. I don't. I don't think that they need him to come back. I really like the individual, and I like the player. By the way, I, I do want to say that, but I don't. Th I don't think he's necessary for what Pittsburgh is going to try and do. And he'll be in Washington, or he'll be in New Orleans. I mean, you can figure out the teams. It's going to be one of those teams that just need a cheap wide receiver. Yeah, the, the key word there is should. And no, they should not. Uh, could they bring him back? Sure. 
He did sign a team-friendly deal this year, right? The, uh, the Chiefs offered more money for him, but he went back to Pittsburgh. I guess he likes it there. Maybe he likes playing with Ben or whatever it might be. I guess it's more than Ben because he's not going to be back next year. So he must like the, whether it's Tomlin, the team, the area, whatever it might be. And that's great. But he's not – once again, there will be other teams that offer him more money, maybe more years because I, I agree with what you said. We know Deontay Johnson's number one. Claypool can be a number two. You got Fryer move there too for your tight end. He's not necessary. You know, and I listen, he'd be nice, but he's not necessary. And the Steelers have other holes to fill to use that money. You know, listen, their defense is bad. Their run defense was deplorable this year, right? They need help on the offensive line. They need a quarterback for crying out loud, right? And uh, so, no, when you use the word should there, I agree with Craig. Uh, it's a fantasy. They they don't, I wouldn't say they should bring him back. Could they bring him back if they work out of, uh, they said, a team-friendly deal? Sure, but if uh, – if Smith Schuster wants the most money, which last year he didn't, he's going to have to go go elsewhere because they're not going to offer him the most. All right. Well, George, I know you were following this story super close all weekend long, so that's why we're bringing it up here. But Kanye West could not get to his daughter's birthday party over the weekend. Uh, Kim Kardashian did not invite him, didn't send him the address or the time. But don't worry, his good friend, Rapper Travis Scott, who's also dating a Kardashian, sent Kanye the time and address so he could celebrate with his daughter. So, George, we'll start with you for this one. You should always be invited to your child's birthday party. Is this a fantasy or reality? Now, uh, unshockingly, I did not know about this. Uh, by the way, how many Kardashians are there? Is everybody dating a Kardashian? I mean, seriously, this would be the new game show. Who's not dating a Kardashian? Uh, this is that those involved everywhere. Uh, this is a fantasy to me. I mean, obviously, there could be some situations where the, uh, you know, uh, the mother and father should not be invited. You know, I don't know what's going on between these two. Uh, obviously, they're fighting, not getting along, or whatever it is. I know you should be uh, doing everything you can to make your daughter's birthday party, or your son's birthday party, for that matter, child's birthday party. But uh, for me, should you automatically? No. There could obviously be some extenuating circumstance where you don't want mom or dad anywhere near a child's birthday party. I know uh, it would take a lot for me to, to miss my uh, daughter's birthday party. Although my oldest daughter, born in December, she'll never, ever, ever, ever have a birthday party on a Sunday. That's not going to happen. I knew that from the day she was born. It's not going to happen because that's not, it's football Sunday. Can't happen. Mike Cardano would have a heart attack. I can't, can't make it. Told her that from the day, the day she was born, you'll never have a party on a football Sunday. I'll make I, it up I thought you were going to give me some some leap year date excuse. The reason is football? Come on, George, please. Can't have, uh, can't, can't I have a party on football? a birthday because of Mike Cardano? Uh, I'm a big believer in parties on Saturdays anyway. And that's the, the truth because, you know, people have the next day off. You can drink. You have a party on a Sunday. No one can really, you know, you got to go to work the next day. You got to go home early. You know, you can't really drink because you, you don't want to be hungover for the next day. So I'm a big believer in parties should only be on Saturdays anyway. But, uh, yeah, my daughter will never have a party on a football Sunday. Sorry. Sorry, Dakota. It's just not happening. Wow. But George just puts his foot down on that. You know, I did not see that coming. Um, yeah, I mean, I've definitely had my kids' parties on Sundays and attended other parties on Sundays, not willingly, but have done it, not been happy about it during football season, but absolutely have. And as far as this goes, it's a fantasy. You know, what's interesting is there's a lot of brushback here. Uh, the reason for this is because so many people feel like Kim Kardashian, I guess, should have invited Kanye regardless of the situation. And everyone's like, how can you do that? I mean, we have no idea. Even though a lot of these celebrities are in the public eye a lot and we just make these general assumptions, 
you cannot make an assumption on this one, and I'm not going to go that far to make one. So I'm going to say fantasy, George, I believe is correct. There are some situations where you don't uh, want this to happen. Um, but, you know, you never know where, where the party is. Like, for example, George, maybe 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 for some reason it's at a place where they don't have enough tickets at Chuck E. Cheese or something like that. Like, I, I don't, I don't have all the answers to this, you know, like it could be in a number of different places, but the one thing that I will say is that we really don't know people the way that we think they do. We do. And so I will say fantasy for this, but ha- has your daughter ever had her birthday land on a Sunday to your recollection? Of course. I imagine two or three of them, right? She's 15. So she's probably had a couple, uh, my, you know, for my first daughter, uh, I didn't know, uh, we didn't know the sex of the child. All right, but as soon as my wife went into labor, she went to labor on you a uh, about, <laughs> about she went to labor. No, I didn't call Cardano. Uh, but she went to labor she went to labor after midnight on a Sunday, so it's actually Sunday. I'm like, girl, girl, because a boy wouldn't do that to me. A boy would not have gone into labor on a football Sunday. All right, and she was originally scheduled for a Wednesday. A Wednesday birth? That's fantastic. I don't even have to worry about Monday night football. And everything would be right. home and good by the next Sunday. But no, as soon as she went to my wife went to labor, I'm like, girl, having a girl, knew it was a girl. Very happy, mind yeah. you, but I knew it was that girl right then. Yeah. I can imagine George, you know, walking around in the uh the delivery room all nervous. What's wrong, sir? Well, I gotta call Cardano. I don't know. We may be having a boy. This could be a problem. I don't know. You can't deliver today. We gotta do it another day. I mean, I don't know. Should we let it come out? Should we wait till tonight or tomorrow? I don't know. That the Cowboys are playing. It's the second quarter. You know, Played the Giants that sure day. What to do here. Romo threw two picks already. I don't know. So I don't know. Maybe that's kind of how it went. Maybe maybe that's how it up, but Something to think about in the future, George. If your daughter wants to have a party on her birthday, it's acceptable. You can you can let it happen. There, there will be another day of football, despite what Mike Cardano says. Okay, on that note, we got to take a quick break. We got the Sports Grid 60 coming up next right here on Fantasy Sports Today. Of course, coming up a little bit later, Scott Farrell going coast to coast. Make sure you check out that show. And uh, no doubt tonight... The guys covering some in-game live and in-play live are going to be talking about the two NBA games as well as the NHL and, of course, a full slate of college basketball, thank goodness, for nights as well. Uh, also, a reminder, tomorrow we'll be right back here on the program. Davis Maddock, George Kurtz, the latest going on in the NFL. I'm sure we'll have some big news popping as we get ready to preview the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Stay on the grid. We'll be right back. Great, great. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I'm what you might call 
very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Very, very excited to hear what George Kurtz has to say on today's show because it is time for him to deliver 60 seconds of straight-up negativity here in the Sports Grid 60. And I will not disappoint. Uh, I, speaking of disappointment, I'm not so sure who I'm more disappointed in, Cowboy fans or the Cowboys themselves. Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy still continue to blame the referees pretty much for every loss they've had this season. It's not their fault. It's the referees' fault. I'll be the first to tell you as a fan, yeah, the Cowboys have had some calls go against them. Those 14 penalties on Sunday, though, most looked legit to me. I mean, you had defensive linemen tackling people. It's like, what are we doing here? You know, there's no accountability on this team. It's everyone else's fault but them. Dak saying it's okay to throw trash at the refs. I don't care how bad they were. It's not okay to do that, by the way. And your quarterback has to be level-headed and thinking. If you say that, it just really says a lot about him. McCarthy, once again, still blaming the referees. How about get control of your team and not be the 31st team in the NFL in penalty scores against them? All right, kind of ridiculous that you had this problem all season long. This wasn't a problem that just occurred on Sunday, but all season long. And Cowboy fans, what have you been watching the past years how did you expect this to end it was always going to end this way well sorry george yeah i guess we did kind of figure that it would end that way for the cowboys all right it also ended today or yesterday for mike mayock of the las vegas raiders which is another example of uh you know somebody unfortunately that things did not work out in the nfl after leaving television and going uh, you know to the league but you know what? You ask yourself, what are these people supposed to do when the amount of money that is thrown at them to do something that they're not qualified to do? Are they supposed to say, and in this case, Mike Mayock to John Gruden, "I don't think that I can do this. I don't want to take the most money that I've ever had in my life right now to help you." It's ridiculous. So, congrats to Mike Mayock for getting paid. He'll be back on TV. Does a fantastic job on there, and I'm looking forward to seeing him on draft night as we cover it for you here on Sports Grid. That'll do it for the show. Thanks to LTN, thanks to Danny on the graphics, and for Brett and George and Craig. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now, there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet, with faster speeds rolling out every day, and internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. So, while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement, while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next-generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed.